Non Baron Pals. It's Mike J. Darkson Brard with another episode of that DD podcast. Today we are continuing our Pathfinder adventure uh, as we continue down the path of Strength of Thousands, uh, Kindled Magic. With me is our usual crew, and I will let them. I forgot my pronouns. I remember them this time. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, and I'll. Our crew may introduce themselves in Discord order, starting with. Hey, hi, I'm Adam, he, him. Uh, today I will be trying to remember what the hell Firebird's about and what they like to do. That's not setting things on fire. It's a different character. Is it, though? Is it really? I mean, the, she liked to set things on fire to burn them. Firebird likes to set things on fire to heal them. See, it's just a good thing to have... I mean, burning's a form of healing. <laughs> Wait. No. Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's important to have some part of the character be like yourself so you can sympathize. So you know. Burning things. Uh hey, I am Jonathan Hem. I am uh playing Glenn tonight, who is a cat. I mean a druid. I mean something like that. Once we're bringing something true to life. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt, he, they pronouns. I am playing Jonas the Jokester, uh, a summoner with his Harlequin dragon. He is probably currently in the process of accepting moonshine, which he probably shouldn't be, but fuck it, first day, let's go. That's right, we ball. Hi, I'm Zach, I also he, him pronouns, and perpetually last in the Discord order. Um, it just occurs to me that I need to have a talk with Jonathan about plagiarism and Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> I just thought of that. Um, I'm, I'm playing Thorka Stonefist, who is a, 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 a somewhat obtuse, uh, dwarf who's not sure she belongs here. We'll find out. All right. Uh, when last we left our uh, students uh, to nude the Magambaya, uh, they Magambaya. They were uh, looking around their dormitory, the Spire dormitory. Uh, they fought some. Uh, I mean, fought is a strong word. They were ambushed by some folded towels. They, you know, had to deal with some sentient laundry, so to speak. Uh, and uh, and that's about it. I think well, they found uh, the steam tunnels running around down underneath the word that means place where people go to school. Campus? School. Yeah, the campus. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they talked to some people. Did y'all meet the uh, the knoll last time? Yes. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, we no, did. we permanently guard that poor knoll. And by we, I mean me specifically. Hey, I'm a friend of the Null, okay? That's right. Glenn did take, like, extra special care to befriend befriend the Null, so. I stole her chicken. I I, I borrowed her chicken. I'm chicken-sitting. Which means you're sitting on the chicken. You you, you shouldn't do that. That's how it came into this world, so it's comfortable. That's how it's gonna go out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um... Yeah, and uh, uh, let's see. They are, yeah. So that's that's it. Uh, there's not much to see in the do- not much else to see in the dormitory right now. And um, as you, I guess, go back from go back towards the the central area uh, from 
exploring one of the uh, students from earlier, uh, Essie catches your eye. And this is, let me know if that shows everyone, all players, show players. Okay, so do you do you have the students' handouts now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Is this the one that welcomed us in in the first place? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she is... Ooh, students. Fuck, that's a mouse. Hi, tiny mouse. What? <laughs> there, I, I kept, my feet kept tickling, and I'm like, is there, is my dog under me? No, it's a tiny mouse. <laughs> There's a tiny mouse under me right now, currently. <laughs> Like just hanging out with you? Yeah, just... Living? Yeah, like just a live mouse, an alive little bitty mouse that is, like, making its home in the blanket my wife uses in this chair directly below me. Uh, you should let her know that she has a renter. I should. It's an adorable little mouse. It probably should be here, but... <laughs> yeah. Don't you have dogs? I do. He's not very smart. Not, not the right kind of dogs. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, doesn't sound like the Garretting kind. Uh, Although he's taking classes for it. <laughs> Did we meet uh, Habram Haja there? Uh, no, he's he's for later. Okay. So, yeah, he's the only one we haven't met. We've met everybody else, yeah, though. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to stay ahead of it by... No, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, actually, Anchor Root, that was her name. i got another one for you here. This is the faculty one. Uh, teacher Ott, and then other people who will... Oh my god, Cat! you don't have to do that right now. Hi. What's up, Zeus? Uh, just, I have all of the cables turned across my desk right now, and Zeus is weaving between them. Alright. Well, yeah, thank you, Father, for making an obstacle course. Yeah, this, this was fun, uh, even if I'm not the most graceful of cats. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, Essie is there, uh, and she waves you down and says, Ah, uh, I see you've settled in. Uh, everything is going well, yes? Oh, I think you talked to her about the frog. No, no, you talked to Anchor Root about the frogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sentient laundry. Uh, and Essie says, uh, Are you ready to go see the rest of the campus? Isn't it raining like tabaxi and knolls out there? Yeah, yeah, it's it's raining pretty, uh, not proficiently. It's raining a lot. Profusely. Profusely, thank you, yes. Yeah, it's lots of heavy rain. Uh, and are, are you, like, visibly reluctant, or are you just curious? No, I don't think Thorka, like, registers the rain. I'm pretty sure she's already soaked. On the walk in. I believe Jonas is also still wet. It's just, yes, we can probably go. Excellent. There's just um, there's just two more things to see today, uh, and then we will uh, adjourn, and we will pick things back up in the morrow. We will, uh, I believe that is, we have scheduled for beginning of the perquisite tomorrow, where you can meet... We will go through all of the schools, the five branches of the Magambaya. But first, uh, I must show you where we eat. And Essie opens up one of the uh, wooden silk umbrellas, I believe, and walks out into the rain towards <laughs> towards the center of the... Uh, away from the Spire Dormitory and towards the center of the campus. Excellent. No reason to not follow at this point. Yep. 
So Essie is, uh, points out things to you as you all walk and does her best job to do a tour guide. Um, you know, is, is largely you know, unfettered by the rain, right? Like it's, you can't, can't live in a place where it rains like this half the year and be completely, particularly bothered by it. Right. Like, uh, the old Portland saying is you learn, you learn to do everything in the rain. You grocery shop in the rain, you cut your grass in the rain, you wash your car in the rain, you do everything in the rain. And, uh, Soon enough, you're at the dining hall, uh, and the dining hall is this large, uh, large facility, kind of centered around um, a kitchen. Uh, and the kitchen itself is what warms the building. So, you know, it's not cold per se anywhere here, but uh, coming inside the dining hall, you know, the warmth of the kitchen immediately kind of um, starts to drive away um, the chill of being wet. All right, and it's like you've stepped into um, you know, you don't you don't sense anything magical per se, right? But there is something about going into a place that is um, uh, welcoming and where people are actually cooking things, right? The, you know, this is towards the end of the day, but there are still um, several people who are baking bread and cooking and you know laughing in the kitchen area, and there are students all over the place, right? There's uh, not all of the tables, but the, you know, the vast majority of the tables are filled with um, students reading or studying or playing games. This appears to be where everyone comes to congregate when it's raining outside. Um, people are eating, people are, uh, you know, just goofing around. And one particular person in particular seems to um, flip back and forth between the kitchen uh, and various groups of students um, bringing out like baskets of um, fruit and bread and various snacks for various people. And uh, as if, as if you have broken some sort of threshold when you walked and in, walk into inside this, uh, the dining hall, her face turns to you uh, and she holds up a finger, drops off a plate of uh, bananas and mangoes and, um, I have this whole... I did a bunch of research on this. Mangoes, plantains, dates, and horned melons. Uh, and runs... Or, and uh, makes her way over to you. And this is... If you look at your handout, this is... Uh, uh, Lumu... Lumusi Yao. It's the second of the faculty. Uh, and she... Comes right up to you, brushes by Essie, not unkindly, but just wants to speak to you, all you four specifically, and says, hello, yes, this is the dining hall, you are new students, I know this because I do not recognize you, and welcome. Um, he hello? Hi, yes, have you eaten today, are you hungry, do you need food? No, yes, and yes. <laughs> Jonas looks like he's about to say something, and then his stomach just kind of grumbles. <laughs> well we are open uh all the time uh we have fruit that is always available we have bread we have various foods uh although we are constantly overworked here in the kitchens it is my prerogative and i firmly believe that everyone should have a full stomach at any point in time um and if you come by any time between sunrise and sunset two hours after sunset i will be sure to make sure that you have all the food that you can have that you can eat uh but first uh, and she digs around in her pocket uh and she pulls out a handful of glass beads uh and she picks them up one at a time and puts them each in your hand it's like i mean i want to make sure 
that uh, everyone who's welcome in my dining hall has a beat. So I know that I have welcomed you personally uh, and that you know where to come for food as long as we are open and we will feed you. Uh, and they are the they're glass beads of fruits, uh, little little mangoes, little plantains, dates, horned melons, um, the sorts of tropical fruits that you can find uh, served here at the Mogambia and more generally um, available in Nantambu. Nantambu? Ichvel, Nantambu, yeah. Um, and then she darts off for a minute to go back into the kitchen and returns with um, a plate of fruit and bread. So by the time she gets back, like, Thork is already scavenging. <laughs> just grabbing bread and fruit from other... <laughs> just like, yeah, there's food around. Yeah, and there's... um, <laughs> the, Every place there is a collection of students, there is a set of food. Right? There's... And it's... It's that very casual sort of thing that um, that people do where, you know, uh, it's it's her or one of the many other helpers that she has working at a facility just to make sure that there's something within arm's reach for everyone here. Um, yeah, so as he points out, the um, that's it. This is the place that you get food. Um, as he does mention, it's like, oh, yes, uh uh, Lumusi mentioned it earlier, but if you want to make some extra coin, uh, you can help out. Uh, we, uh, they're always happy to have someone help out with harvesting fruit from the jungle or help with the gardens. Um, we also have uh, small handiworks that can be done uh, at any point in time. Uh, and they're always happy to, uh, to compensate you fairly for your time. Uh, Many hands make light work. And uh, uh, Thork is like agreeing and, and acknowledging through a mouthful of food. Oh uh, yeah, Nessie gives you all a moment to uh, <laughs> to grab food if you're hungry. Um, I've never seen someone eat uh, a mango not messily, but presumably it's possible. Oh yeah, and no. it is raining outside, so no. Thork at least is sopping wet and just covered in fruit chunks at this point. <laughs> Probably sitting uncomfortably closely to students who don't know her. Who are sort of getting caught in the blast radius of the mango. <laughs> didn't know you gotta mention every... Sorry, go ahead. I'll say I didn't know mangoes had a blast radius, but... When properly at. They do when you're excited enough to eat them. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, once y'all have had a chance to um, to recognize uh, the head cook by sight and get your your bead uh, threaded upon uh, the place that you're holding all of your beads, I don't know where you're intended to like or where you're supposed to be keeping them all. I mean, obviously on this leather strap, but like, do people wear them around their necks? I have no idea. I feel like it's either a necklace thing or you can do it as like an arm strap or bracelet kind of thing maybe yeah like just anywhere you, it'll be visible so so that they can see your ticket's been punched okay and uh the last place that i have to show you tonight 
and she grins at you conspiratorially, and she says, "It's the powder pile." The powder pile. She's like, "Clarify." The powder pile. Have you heard of this? Yes. Hmm. I'm familiar with powder. I'm familiar with piles, but not a powder pile. Ah, then you were in for a treat. Um, this is where. Uh, well, first, uh, we will get your your stipend. We will get. Uh, each of you will get 40 gold and a monthly allowance, and you are welcome to buy anything they have at the store. Um, and it's just it's just a magical place. And she takes you off back into the um, the rain, uh, and a short distance away from the dining hall, there's a set of centralized buildings. The dining hall is a supply store, which you assume is like an administration building. Um, she takes you to what she calls the powder pile. Uh, and it's not anything um, from the outside. It does not appear to be uh, you know, a weapons cache uh, like she implies it to be. Uh, if you pull up, um, uh, she brings you inside this building. <laughs> weapons cache was not the implication I drew when powder pile was mentioned. <laughs> Wait, what is the, um, I assumed powder pile like powder keg. No, no. What? Uh, are you a fan of the the seminal work of Ryan De Palma, Scarface? I was gonna say, yeah, no, it, it's oh. the cocaine room, Michael. The cocaine yeah. room, yes. I mean, I went with gunpowder, so. Okay, so either well, I mean, it's either a place to get lots of drugs or explosives. It's the magical jungle powder, Michael. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, um, you go through. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Realistically, I thought it was like a student bar, but yeah, that's kind of what I figured too, right? Like it's the powder room, except yeah. So you you go into um or you you go into the uh, the building, which like the other buildings here uh, has no like door; it's just like an open arch uh, into this. Um, I can only describe it as a bazaar, right? Like, uh, but there is no. It's not filled with people manning tables. There's just one kobold. Uh, if you open up, uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, Chokan or how the X is pronounced. Um, yeah, X-H-O-K-A-N. Um, Chokan? At some point in time, we'll figure out how to, how to pronounce. Nope. No one has any. Okay. Aha. Somebody has asked that question. Is it pronounced? Nope. Somebody asked the question and no one answered. <laughs> okay. We're going to go with Shokan. That's... Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah that's, that is... Just say. Yeah, according to Gabe Hicks. Gabe says... Gabe Hicks. Is it the same Gabe Hicks? Is it the it's same Gabe be. Hicks? I'm pretty sure it's Gabe. That'd be awesome. That would be a plot twist for sure. It would not surprise me the slightest. Holy shit! Okay, so he wrote for a bunch of the um, the Mongo- Mwangi expansion. It's Shokan. All right, so his name is Shokan. S H O K A N. Bless you, Gabe. Amazing. <laughs> All right, so Shokan says, uh, as his, "Well, that just changes everything about this character." So the kobold um, <laughs> before you is, uh, you know, it's a, it, everybody's seen bronze kobolds before. It, he's you know, brown skinned. Uh, golden eyed but this one wears a cloak right uh and walks 
I'm presumably are Pathfinder Kobold smaller, like small creatures as well. Yeah. 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 So they're small lizard like humans. Yeah. So this this uh this this small lizard like human, um, who's gotta be like, I don't know, three feet tall, right? Um, he's got a cloak, uh, he's got, you know, this this cloth of gold robe, a uh, cloth of gold and crimson robe on and like um the matching cloak and he sweeps through like um like one part magistrate, right? One part uh minister, I guess, right? Like uh he <laughs> he runs this place. This is his this is his domain. Uh and he catches your eye and he um heads your way. Uh and she says, "Ah, yes, this this is uh this is Shokan and uh and as he stands back and he looks at each of you uh, and he reaches into his pockets uh, and he pulls out lumps of clay and he deposits it one each in your hand and he says first you will make me a bead uh, and then he turns he leaves you and he goes back uh, and he goes behind a desk and opens up a quill or opens up a book grabs a quill grabs some ink and begins writing studiously looking up at each of you to make sure you're making him a bead, and then goes back to writing. I want to make a little donut out of the clay and then fire it right there in my hands. <laughs> There's got to be a roll for that of some kind, right? Nah. Yes, just roll roll some sort of crafting skill. Craft is a skill. Yeah, crafting, right there. I rolled a four. Excellent. Four! Get the shit out of this clay. Well, I mean, it's just, right, like, how you fire things right you are not a kiln no um what else what are y'all making somebody somebody go stop uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what that means. Sorry, you I'm, I'm just gonna like be balling it up in my hands i'm gonna make a ball out of it uh and then i'm gonna find the nearest stick i'm gonna poke a hole through the middle jonas um is rolling it in his hands and every time you catch a glimpse of the clay it seems to be like changing color all right all right cool so we got we got a sphere with a hole poked in it we got a donut a fired donut crispy style and uh a magic color bead what about you jonathan what do you got yeah uh try to figure out how to do that yeah, okay, so uh, I find a source of water, like even a cup or something like that. Um, and like after I get the clay vaguely roundish, I'm not super concerned about it, I'm going to use electric arc to just like kind of harden the clay through like electrical induction. <laughs> like I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to look cool. I mean, it sounds cool. It sounds metal as hell. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can. can you, uh, everybody, give me crafting rolls just out of curiosity. Yeah. Does anyone trains in crafting? No, I refuse to be. You're trained funny. In things. I refuse to be trained in things that aren't nature, so I can slap mud on people to heal them. You know, fun. The entire point of this character. Uh. I uh, I found a Reddit community of like people that of uh, strength of thousands GMs, and I've been reading. Things that players have done while running this campaign, and it is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> we got a 14, a 15, a 
before Matt. Did anybody throw the, the little knoll into a baby Bjorn and just carry her through the campaign? Uh, yeah, she's been adopted by basically everyone. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, God, I'm trying to find the thing to do the crafting roll. It's... Yeah, so you go to your skills. It's the, it's the hand. Right? Okay, there it is. And then you click on it. Okay, and, yeah. yeah. It's like got a two-stage it. process okay. from there. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> oh, man, Adam. All right. So, <laughs> so can, can, can I point out <laughs> something just, just for posterity? Yeah. Uh, do you know what happens when you, like, over-fire clay? I have mm. no idea. It basically just disintegrates. It turns into this, like, ash. Because it can't catch on fire. It just goes through a chemical change, so it's no longer clay, and it's just, like, this weird, grainy nonsense. All right. Something to keep in mind, I guess. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so we got, we got two 15s, a 14 and Adam rolled a four. Uh, no one has an intelligence more than plus one. So that's also something I did not realize. Interesting. Seriously, if you we took a bunch of dum-dums s- and you set them in the magic school. Exactly. <laughs> if we were already smart, we wouldn't have to go to school. <laughs> is that, is that how that works? Yes. That is absolutely awesome. how that works. Yeah, okay. it's like that. It's like that time in fourth edition. I, I ran GM for a party that was like everyone had a strength and charisma above sixteen, and nobody had intelligence over eight. Yeah, like oh, we're just dungeon delving with the Chippendales dancers. That's yeah, what this is. The, right? the Himbo campaign, excellent. I love it. Yeah, that's actually. <laughs> it's just Gaston, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's everybody's Kronk. Yep. Oh, I, dude. That's that's the campaign. You got Gaston, you got Kronk, right? You've got um, the tick. I'm Patrick the tick. Swayze. I'm clearly the tick. And the tick. Yeah. The... <laughs> we're just we're just we're just it's just a pile of Patrick Warburton characters. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> that's what it is. Oops, all Warburtons. Oops, all Warburtons. <laughs> Ship that. God, how's that not like a thing? Well, because like. Good. No, sorry. I mean, if it's not yet, it will be at some point. We're we're putting that on the list. Yeah, because uh, he was great in Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Brock Sampson, Kronk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Swanson, but... Dave Putty. Like, the list goes on. Yeah. But yeah, you could just have just just the animated... All right, cool. I, that's, that's a nice little side. All right, all right I got to close that and go back to this. Um, so uh, you've created things for um shokan uh and he once he sees that you all have you know stopped um crafting uh he withdraws another piece of parchment um makes some quick initials on it and comes up to you and inspects each of the uh beads that you've made for him uh and he will he takes the bead from uh, each of you in turn zach he takes your bead with a hole in it you know he notes it um uh, and Shokan has a uh, a box with, <laughs> like, imagine a minifig box, right? The kind of box that, you know, you might have your Warhammer 40k figurines in, or, like, uh, your Gloomhaven, you know, fishing tackle box. Or for those of you who are more familiar with fishing tackle, a fishing tackle <laughs> box, right? <laughs> uh-huh, okay, okay. Or, or those of you with kids, like the... Um, uh, the matchbox cars right like 
carrying cases, right? So he's got one of those things, and he opens it, and he puts a slip of parchment with your name on it uh, into a uh, individual cell, uh, collects the bead, and places it in the cell. And he, he's got this one that he has now is just, you know, it's relatively small. There's like, like 24 slots, but it's already like half full. Uh, and he gets each one, each of your beads. He he annotates who made it. He you know gets his name from you, writes it, in the thing. and then he returns it to a wall containing presumably the beads from each student uh, that has come through here. That D and D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Umoja by Alexander Nakarada, which is available from freestockmusic.com. Nakarada's music can also be found on serpentsoundstudios.com. Outro music is Horizons by Atch, which can be found on SoundCloud or at atchmusic on Instagram. The Kindled Magic Book was written by Eleanor Farron and Alexandria Bustian and is a part of the Strength of Thousands Pathfinder Path. The Pathfinder role-playing game is owned and published by Paizo Publishing. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associate copyright holder.